Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph Curtis, and joining me in the show is Gabe Sandoval from CrossFit MOB in Thornton, Colorado. Welcome to the show, Gabe. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty okay, man. Doing pretty, you know, tremendous. Um, and I'm very excited to have you back on the podcast here uh, to learn, you know, more about what's going on at, you know, CrossFit MOB over in the wonderful Colorado. But before we dive into the, you know, meat of the conversation, so the business side of things, why don't you share with our listeners, you know, the inspiration behind opening up this facility? Yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I actually um, bought the facility from the previous owner, so it was already open. Yep. Um, I joined this gym about eight years ago, and at the time, I was looking for a new gym. Um, it wasn't the nicest gym or anything, but the the community was very nice, welcoming. Uh, mm-hmm. It just felt like you know, like it felt like you know, I was going to like a family reunion or something like that. Uh, so I, I joined. I shortly thereafter became a coach. And then about a year and a half later, became the gym manager. Yeah. I, I then became a partial owner, 10%. And then a year after that, um, the majority owner became a police officer. And she was like, hey, I want to sell the gym. Are you interested in buying? And I was like, holy cow. And you know, I talked to my wife, crunched the numbers, and uh, we were able to do it. So about five years ago, five-ish years ago, I became the majority owner. There we go. My goodness, good backstory. You know, worked yourself well, worked your way up all the way from, you know, the bottom. So I really love yep. to hear that. Um, so, so far in your journey as a gym owner, what has been the best part and what has been the most challenging part of being the business owner? Great question. That uh, the best part by far is the craft working with people. Honestly, the, the gratification I get as a coach or just being a part of seeing somebody pursue a goal or just trying to make themselves better. And when they're able to meet that goal, seeing just the look of excitement and joy on their face that they were able to do that and being a part of that, there's just something magic about that and something, uh, the feeling about that is just amazing. That's what I love about what I do is the craft, working with the people and just seeing these people work so hard towards a common goal. And then when they reach them, just that gratification, just being a small part of that is amazing. That's the main reason why I got into this. And I think that's the main reason why most gym owners get into it is like, you know, they love the craft. We love the craft yeah. or maybe a lot of small business owners as well. And then <clears throat> um, things we maybe don't think about at first is all the things that come with being that gym owner or running that business, mm-hmm. um, you know, is a business. So you have to treat it as such. So I guess my least favorite part right now, because it's fresh in my mind, would be uh, <clears throat> being the owner, you wear many hats and, you know, like I'm a, a coach, a, a janitor, a, a CPA, all these things. And I'd say the janitorial <laughs> side is probably the high. I just had to change some, some urinal heads uh, last week. Hey. This one was clogged and just uh, deal with that, I'd say is my least favorite part of what we do or I, anything that has to do with the toilets. And we do have help and we do have a cleaning crew that comes in here once a week, but you know, I, I still will find myself having to do that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, to piggyback what you're saying there is, you know, us fitness professionals, we come in this industry 
to help people and to improve their help and well, their health and their help and to change their lives. You know, we don't think about the back end stuff. So as you said, being a CPA for your, you know, business, cleaning the urinals, cleaning the toilets, doing all of that nitty gritty business side of stuff. We don't think about it. Um, so that is good to hear, you know, your best part, definitely serving people, changing their lives, just seeing the magic that you're able to create, you know, by working with them and also just getting to the reality of owning a gym. It's, it's not always easy. You have to do the stuff you don't want to do to do the stuff you want to do. Um, so let's dive into the business side of things here, Gabe. Why don't you share your elevator pitch and the services that you offer to your membership base? Yeah, definitely. So uh, here at CrossFit MOB, MOB stands for mind over body. And so we're big proponents on, you know, it's not just the body that we want to physically train. We also want to train the mind as well. And the mind body can big thing. There's the old saying that, you know, your, your body or your mind will give up before your body does. And that's kind of where the name comes from is mind. So over true. Body. Just like learning to tame that mindset and mm-hmm. to help in your favor. Cause it can go both ways. Your mindset can either work against you or it can work in your favor. So we might as well make it an asset and a tool mm-hmm. rather than be something that's hindering us from progress. Mm-hmm. So what we do here is like, honestly, our main goal is to just get people as healthy as possible for as long as possible. And that could be anything from just, hey, I want to kick butt into my 90s, stay out of the nursing home, uh, play with my grandkids. I want to be able to keep up. Or it could be like, hey, I want to get into the competitive side of the CrossFit and, you know, really see how far I can take this. And anywhere in between that, we can cater to any fitness level or pretty much any fitness goal. I always tell people, this is the grit, in my opinion, the best way to get healthy and fit on the planet. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing what I do. Yeah. So the best way to do that is, work out five days a week and just be consistent with your nutrition. I tell people the key to success isn't the perfect workout plan. It's not the perfect nutrition. It's not anything being perfect. It's honestly just consistency. And Mm -hmm. so if you can be consistent, if you can be consistent with us, I promise we're going to get you the results you're looking for. Yeah. And just sticking to that path, even when it becomes extremely difficult. And as you said, you know, with the mind, that's why it's called mind over body tame the mind, control that, your body is going to do everything it tells you to. Um, so that is good to hear. I, I love that, you know, short story there. So why don't you share, you know, the specific services? So is it more of the, you know, of course it's CrossFit, so, you know, larger group, but do you also do, you know, specialized training, one-on-one open gym? What does that look like for your model? Yeah. So CrossFit is our bread and butter. We do mostly that. It brings in the, the most people in the door. Uh, you know, it's a group class. It's an hour long. It's coached. Beyond that, we do have personal training. We have personal training clients that we work with. Uh, we also do one-off, one-on-one sessions. We do nutrition coaching. So we have a, nutri- mm-hmm. a nutrition coach that's certified. April uh, will work with people on their nutrition, do nutrition coaching. We also have youth sports performance that we do out of the facility, working okay. with uh, teenage teams, so hockey teams, soccer teams, football teams, baseball teams, um, pretty much like the youth or the teenage athlete that is just looking to improve overall performance. Mm-hmm. And so those are the main things that we do the bread and butter. We do have open gym memberships. We only have a couple people that actually do that. So it's not yeah. really something that is, uh, you know, br- bringing in 
it, it's not keeping the doors open, anything like that. Um, yeah, those are the main services we offer. We also have an in-house chiropractor that comes in once a week. Uh, so I guess that's a service as well. But as far mm -hmm. as services, those previous ones are the ones that we have. Real quick, is that chiropractor sort of a, you know, 1099 contractor in a way? Yeah, well, the way that it works that we've come up with is, is a percentage yeah. split. Mm. So whatever he ends up charging our clients, we get a percentage split of that 60, 40. Yeah. So, so kind of like rev share in a way. Yep. Yeah. Nice. The industry standard for personal training is uh, the facility keeps 60, the trainer gets 40. We switched that for the Cairo because it's, uh, you know, it's his specialty service. He's got his doctorate for that. So uh, he gets 60, we get 40. Yeah. He spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to acquire that. He needs to get paid more. Um, yeah. So bread and butter is obviously, you know, the CrossFit style classes. So with, with all the classes there, well, the services, you know, how many people are you serving right now? Roughly? Yeah. Monthly members, we have roughly 200. Okay. So actually a little bit more than 200. And those are monthly renewable members that their membership renews every month. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have so they're on like ETFs? Well, well yep. EFTs? Yep. Yeah. So we have a few of those are just like auto draft on the credit card. Awesome. Um, and then we also have a punch pass membership and those ones don't renew every month. So if we count punch passers, we have about 65 punch pass people, yep. but we don't really put those in the numbers because they're not, they don't renew every month. So mm -hmm. those aren't memberships. Uh, we do have 65 of those. We do have, I think it's three open gym monthly memberships okay. and personal training clients right now between all my coaches and myself. I think we have about 10. Okay. Solid. So like consistent memberships is, is just over 200. So, you know, looking into the future, well, actually first, you know, what's the size of this facility? Uh, so we have a 13,000 square foot facility. My so, goodness. Got some space there. Yeah. Relative to the CrossFit world, it is a <laughs> large facility. It's twice the size of our old one. When we were looking for a new facility. We saw this and we were like, this is too big. Like there's no way that we yeah. need this or that we can afford it. And so I didn't think we were going to get it. And then we had a, um, a commercial real estate uh, person that we were working with negotiated the lease yeah. and the contract and ended up getting it. So here we are and it's, we love it. it. It's big. Wow. Wow. So just over 200 members in the 13,000 square feet of space, you know, for you as the business owner, where do you want to bring this facility? You know, do you want to bring in some more members, maximize each client? What is the next step of growth for you? Yeah, I'd say it's a combination of those two. We definitely want to bring in more quality monthly members. Mm. Um, get that number closer to the 300 mark would be kind of a, a long-term goal within the next year or two. And then, you know, maximizing client average client value as well is important yeah. to us. You know, we're doing things like we offer the nutrition coaching or every now and then we'll do um, nutrition challenges. Uh, we constantly are promoting products, selling apparel, um, doing things to try to get the average client value up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So sounds like moving forward, some focuses are, you know, ascending those, those, you know, current clients into higher packages, more products, bring more money out of them for the business. Also, you know, with that, you're able to serve them more. So they're going to love you even more, which is great for the relationships that you build. Um, you also want approximately like 300 members. So let's dive into the marketing things here, Gabe. You know, what are you guys doing at the facility to bring people in? Yeah. So, you know, CrossFit, one of the best things that works in our industry is word of mouth. So that's like the free one. That's mm. as long as getting our clients good results, 
they're going to go talk about it with their friends, their family, people they meet, or people will just notice, you know, at work, if you're starting to lose weight or get strong or whatever, like, Hey, they'll like, see it right in the face. Like, Oh my yeah. goodness. Look at your face, bro. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And they're like, Oh, I go to this gym in Thornton called CrossFit MLB. And they're like, well, I want to go try that. I'm like, yeah, for sure. Come on in. They got a free mm-hmm. trial. So word of mouth is a free, easy one for us. Uh, we also do free marketing on social media. So yep. we have Facebook, Instagram, we, our gym has a TikTok. So, you know, we're posting stories, videos, reels there. Um, usually they're all call to action. So some type of call to action that's like, hey, come give us a free trial. We have a nutrition challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. We got this stuff. So, you know, that's free marketing for us. We're taking advantage of that. And then as far as investment goes, we work with a, um, a lead uh, lead production company that's helping provide us good quality leads. So um, it's app, the leads come through on the app, and then it's our job to respond and nurture these leads to try to get them A, to come in the door, and B, to sell them on our product. And what we found, we've worked with them for a little over six months, I believe, and um, the lead production is good. So they are providing us quality leads that are real people that we can talk to and that we can at least, you know, try to get our product in front of them. Yeah. Awesome. You know, first of all, I want to edify the word of mouth because, you know, some people have opinions about it, that it's great. Some people have the opinion of, you know, it's not so good, but if you're getting clients from word of mouth, that means that your services are great. So, I mean, props to you if you're getting clients from word of mouth and everyone else who's using that. Um, With the social media, you mentioned that you're using kind of like a, kind of like a lead gen company. Is that like more like a marketing agency or or like a platform? What does that look like for you? I would say it's more like a platform because they don't do any social media marketing for us. Oh, they're actually what they, maybe it's more like funnel because the lead generation is it's leading people to our website. Yeah. Gathering their information. What's it called? uh, It's called, uh, so it's big little gyms is the company. And then, or maybe it's the other way around. It's gym. Little big gyms. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so we use them. And so what they did is they helped us revamp our website. Uh, and then it they helped direct people to our website. And the people that go to the website, it'll give us notifications that this person was looking at pricing or they want to schedule a free trial or they just have questions. And so then at that point, it's our job to respond to that. Like, okay, cool. We can go nurture the lead and be like, hey, my name's Coach Gabriel. Like, how can I help you? All that stuff. So, <clears throat> so it's kind of like, uh, do they, you know, only build up the website or do they do some kind of like SEO? Cause like what I'm hearing here is that they bring people to your website to, you know, bring them to the services. So is it SEO in a way? Yeah, correct. So yeah, they, they helped us revamp our website and then there is a level of SEO there that is bringing that traffic to the website. Yeah. So, um, you know, like that's part of the reason why we pay them for that is, you know, they're a little better and have a better understanding of it than I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but <laughs> Like you guys do this, plus like you have the time, you're professionals, we're going to get you to do this. So yeah, the little bit of SEO website design, just helping get that lead generation, just more leads through our website is the main thing. Um, we do get phone calls, but those are also results of the website as well. So mm-hmm. it's good to say they provide us at least like 10, 10 leads a month at least. And so our, our job is to then nurture them and nine out of 10 of the leads at least respond, what, yeah. you know whether or not they're like, Oh, I just wanted to know pricing. We give them the pricing and they're like, oh, I don't know about that or whatever. Like at least they'll respond. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, on average about 10, nine reply back. So, you know, out of those nine who reply back, how many get, you know, stepping into the facility? Cause that's like the most important thing is to get, like get them into the doors. 
yeah, yeah, we're pretty good about that. So we have about a 60% um, not conversion, but 60% of those people will come try us out at least. Yeah. So, you know, if we have 15 quality leads, we're going to get like nine to 10 of them in the door. Yep. And then beyond that, our conversion rate, once they're in here is about 50%. So, you know, if we get 10 people to come try us out in a month, we're going to get at least them to join with us monthly. So is, is the 50% conversion rate like good for you guys? Or do you think that there's like some type of improvement that could happen? I think there's definitely a level of improvement that can happen there. Um, it's mm-hmm. just as far as what exactly our plan and our initiative is and also like what the client is looking for i'm very realistic with what we do here and i tell people like hey i love our training style and i think it's the best way to train on the planet but i also understand it's not for everyone and so my advice is i love crossfit i think everyone everyone should try it and you should decide for yourself if this is something that's going to be good for you because i'm i tell people i'm biased and if you're asking me (laughs) training methodology on the planet you should definitely do it but at the same time I love fitness and I'm very honest with our people. That's like, I want you to love fitness. So I want you to love what you do. And if that's with us, awesome. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. If it's not, let's find you something that you can be consistent at and get results. One of our core values is we're a community of people that get results. So my nightmare is if I have people that come here that don't get results, that's mm-hmm. also bad. So I, I make sure these people have an understanding when they come here, like, Hey, this is what it is. Here's what we do. Here's how we're going to do it, how we're going to execute, how we're going to get your results. And if that sounds good to you, you'll fit right in. Mm-hmm. And if, like, if you're the person who's like, honestly, I'm only going to come once a week and stuff, we're not going to turn you away, but we are very clear on what we're looking for from our clients. And sometimes I think that honesty will give people a wake-up call that's like, I don't know if this is necessarily 100% what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And there's a way we could probably be better at that. But at the same time, I'm looking for clients that are not only going to be here for a while, but are also going to get good results because those results are the best marketing we can do because they mm-hmm. will sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, from what I've heard from, you know, other CrossFit owners is that if you love CrossFit, you're sticking to that. It's, it's kind of like a, you build this like very strong tie. Well, like, strings to the methodology because it, it just becomes like an obsession so like if you're able to get those quality clients in then they're gonna be there for a very long time because it's just the way you train um so you mentioned social media as well so what social medias are you using right now yeah social media platforms we have we do facebook instagram those are our main two we're probably more active on instagram and then we also have uh, TikTok as well, just to kind of try to stay on the curve there with the, the younger generation. Mm-hmm. So those are the three main platforms we have. We found that Twitter, at least I'm not maybe great with Twitter or we just didn't have a good reach with Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a Twitter for the business, but we have those other three. So Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Mm-hmm. So I know that TikTok doesn't have the paid advertising side yet, but with the Facebook and Instagram, are you guys mainly on the organic side or are you also using the you know social media paid advertising yeah right now we're on the organic side in the past we have done uh the paid advertisement through facebook and instagram mm-hmm. instagram leads were <clears throat> they were they were better but not great what we found is a lot of the leads like wouldn't respond and we would reach out to them via email text excuse me even try calling them and they wouldn't even respond. So it got me to thinking, maybe these aren't real people. 
um, hmm. or I don't know what's happening. And that's why working with this new lead generation company, um, Big Little Gyms, most, like, like I said, 90% of them will respond. So the leads are just much higher quality, in my opinion. And um, I don't know if it was the Facebook marketing type we were doing or if it just wasn't right. But like I said, the lead quality wasn't great. Like we just weren't getting responses from people. And this was happening with multiple leads where we're just reaching out, email, call, text, and just nothing, like crickets. We're even hearing like a that's leave me alone, which is fine. If there's like, leave me alone, that's fine. But not even that. Hmm. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that happened? You know, I'm not really sure. The only conclusion I could come to is that they were providing leads that maybe, I don't know if they're fake people, fake accounts, or because, you know, I'm not the most savvy with paid lead marketing or what have you. Maybe we just weren't optimizing the type of marketing or paid marketing that we could have been doing mm. as far as goes on on the apps i did have a person helping me that was is better at this than i am but um you know maybe that could have been the issue all i know is that we have tried it in the past and it didn't go great hmm. that's sad to hear too because you know i hear both sides of the story some people you know some gym owners say paid advertising has saved my business some gym owners say paid advertising has lost me thousands of dollars so it's just like really depends on who you work with on obviously like your knowledge base with it. And like you said, us fitness people, we don't know anything about the marketing side. We don't come here to learn about marketing. You know, we come here to improve health, improve the status quo around CrossFit or Pilates or whatever that, you know, training methodology may be. Um, so, you know, moving into the future, you know, would you ever consider using paid ads again? Oh, yeah. If it came to that point? definitely just my advice and you know i'll take my own advice to people that maybe haven't done it is immediately start with a professional that is very good uh you know don't yes. try it you can do it yourself or that maybe you can find someone that's kind of into it that's like eh, i could kind of help you um you know that's a pitfall we've fallen into that i'm confident we would have had better success if you're going with a professional yes they're more expensive but it's like you pay mm -hmm. for it right yeah. and so that and something we look into in the future if we do it again and i'm definitely open to it is working with those professionals because like you said i have seen it work for other businesses mm -hmm. so it has to be some type of execution error on our part that isn't making it as optimized as it could be and yeah. so I'd just go with a professional from the start and that way you don't have to worry about it not working because you most professionals will usually guarantee their work like mm -hmm. we guarantee work here it's like hey if you don't like the results you're getting and you're doing everything right, like we'll give you your money back. Like I tell yeah. people that. And mm -hmm. if that's a professional in their, in their industry that promises a good product should offer that, that money back guarantee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with those ads, you know, how they look like, what do they look like when they were being, you know, posted out to the public? Cause maybe yeah, that could have been, you know, a part of the, low lead quality yeah and that's and that's why i'm like hey work with a professional um so it was like videos or like pictures of like call to action um that's just like you know hey oops this is falling over um you know like hey come you know come join us or do you want to get results are you trying to lose weight just very general stuff um you know that we thought would appease to majority of the public um but 
you know, with the videos, pictures, call to actions, uh, there was something missing there. Like, like I said, we were getting leads. Just not quality though. Yeah. Yeah. They're not responding. So I was like, I don't know what's happening here. I don't know where the, I don't know how we're getting their information and they're not responding. My business partner and I were kind of like thrown for a loop because we're just like, I don't know how this person's name, email, and phone number is in here. And they're not responding to any of this, but it wasn't fun. It was multiples. And like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know where the disconnect here is. Um, I don't know where these leads are coming from. And I clearly don't know enough about this social media marketing to understand why it's failing besides just hire a professional. Mm, Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we train people, so we have offers. So quick question about the advertising, just one more time here, you know, was there in, you know, an irresistible offer on the, you know, ad copy and ad image? Or was it just like, do you want to lose this many pounds or, you know, come check us out? Because I mean, that may have been a a part of it. Yeah, no, definitely. It was closer, I think, to the second one. You know, not exact the same verbiage, but it was just like, you know, like more like come try us out, free trial. Mm -hmm. Um, The call to action, like I said, the marketing could have definitely been better with a professional. It was just weird that it was providing leads, but just, I don't, the leads were just not, not, not responding, not, not quality leads in my opinion. And so, like I said, I would just, it does work if you do it right. So I would just start with a professional. I can't put exactly the nail on the head of what went wrong. Cause I have seen other leads from other businesses and gyms that were very similar or uh, marketing um, paid marketing on social media mm-hmm. and art similar to that. And maybe they were having the same issue. I don't, I, you know, I didn't go talk to these other business owners. So um, yeah, my advice there is like, if you're not very confident in what you're doing, just hire a professional, pay the extra money. It's going to be worth it. Because, and you're going to you know, get your return and you're not going to waste time. For this new lead generation company, you know, we pay a decent amount of money every month. And like, in my opinion, it's worth it. Well, that is good to hear that you have found the company that, you know, you like, um, cause there's so many marketing agencies out there that make big promises and they under deliver. But, um, anyway, so with the, you know, sales side of things, what does the sales process typically look like? Walk me yeah. through that customer journey. Yeah. Usually what it is, is, you know, we'll get, we'll get the client's information. Uh, we reach out to them and immediately call to action like, hey, my name's Coach Gabriel. It's nice to talk to you. I saw that you were on our website or price inquiry information. I'd love to help you out. Right now, we're offering a free three-day trial. Mm-hmm. When would be a good time for you to come try us out? And that's usually how we start is that immediate call to action. That's like, hey, when would be a good time for you to come in? Typically, mm-hmm. we get the response that people are like, yeah, I'd like to try it. And they'll give us kind of some times at work. We get them scheduled. They come in. And they try a class and then immediately after class, we're talking to them. How did you like it? And if they're really into it, we're going to try to sell them right there. If they're like, um, it was okay. We will remind them, Hey, you know, the workout's different every day. So we have a three day trial for a reason. We want to make sure you like this. This is a good fit. So then we'll schedule them to come back for the next day or maybe even that third trial. Um, but after every session, we're constantly talking to them about joining membership, what it looks like here. And then if so, they decide, we get them signed up. And that's one of the most enjoyable parts is when you get that revenue coming in from those new members. Um, so is it you who handles the sales process or is it someone else within the business? 
Um, yeah, I, I do. I, honestly, all of our coaches do, and they're trained to do that. So if a new person comes in, we'll let the coach know, hey, this person's coming in to try class today. Um, you know, they already booked through the website. It's their free trial. So first one or second one, we'll let them know. Then the coach will know to talk to that person afterwards. And they're trained in that sales process of signing them up. Mm -hmm. So um, all of our coaches are trained with pricing. We actually have a, uh, a binder up front. It's a little cheat sheet for all of our coaches and front desk um, staff that it has all of our pricing information. It has talking points, things like that, just in case they are forgetting or not feeling as confident or whatever they can just kind of direct that i call it the cheat sheet so mm -hmm. they'll take the member up to the front desk talk about those things talk about the the membership the community the pricing like answer any questions that they might have and then if they're ready they can get them signed up on the spot yeah i was gonna ask you know what kind of training do you guys use do you guys use this kind of like in-house training have you guys done you know like grant cardone you know jordan bell for you know bigger training programs um, honestly, we do in-house and it's just been year. We, we're, we've been open for over 10 years, this business. And so it's just been a lot of trial and error. Um, you know, just my figuring it out. Yeah. Like my recommendation to get your business maybe functioning or um, profitable or just good faster would be, you know, work with professionals, you know, the, the, they're going to help you get there a little bit quicker. So ours has just been years of trial and error. And we find out processes that work and the ones that don't work and we take the ones that work and we reinforce those. And then we, we educate our staff or our coaches on how to do those things. But mm -hmm. it's been years of trial and error yeah. that has gotten to a great point, but we probably could have got there a little bit quicker if we would have maybe taken that initial investment of, you know, Hey, let's just work with people that know what they're doing a little bit better than we do to get us to where we want to be maybe a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. And save you the heartache in the long run. Well, you know, one of my favorite sayings is some life lessons you have to learn the hard way. And there's a lot of hard lessons to learn in, in small business. And if you can avoid them, I recommend any small business owner try to avoid learning those hard lessons because they're, they're hard lessons for a reason. They're not easy. And some of them, you know, are emotional, financial, stressful, whatever it happens to be. So if you can avoid those hard lessons, do that. Especially in our industry. I mean, our, you know, fitness industry is a beast in and of itself. Um, so we covered the marketing side, we covered the sales. So let's dive into retention. So what processes do you have in place in your facility that keeps your clients for the long term? Yeah, so we find if the client stays for three months, um, at least they're usually going to end up being a long term client. We consider a long term client anyone that's here for more than two years. Mm -hmm. So if they stay for three months, they have a high probability of becoming a long-term client. And so we focus on that first three months, um, doing a little bit more focus and nurturing to those new clients in the first three months. Mm -hmm. Our first month comes with two intro sessions. They're usually personal sessions, but if we can book as a group, we will. And we educate them more on what we do here, on the movements, on why we do this, on why it works, um, all, all of these other things. And then we'll also check back in with them uh, periodically, usually like once every four to six weeks of that first month, just to make sure like, hey, how are you liking this? Are you getting the results that you're looking for? If you're not getting the results you're looking for, how can we help you get those results? Um, we do, we give them a free in-body uh, measurement when they first join, that's gonna measure oh, nice. their weight, body fat, yeah. uh, scalp muscle mass, stuff like that, just to make sure they're getting the results they're looking for 
and to let them know that, hey, we, care, we actually care about you as more than just a number. Like we do care about you getting the results and the things that you're looking for. It's one of our core values. We're a community of people that get results. So that's our main thing that we tell our new clients is, hey, we're going to do multiple measurements to make sure you're getting your results, whether that's weight, body fat, inches, um, performance, what your weights are going up or your times are getting faster or things like that. Um, so <clears throat> our nurturing process in that first three months is we will check back with the member at least in that first three months, at least two to three times. Like Each have month? A, yep. Have a side conversation. Just let the, you know, Hey, how's it going? Are you liking, are you liking the results you're getting? Do you have any questions? Um, do you need to talk about supplements? Like any of that stuff, just to help let them know that, you know, we value them and see them as more than just a number. And once we can get them on board with that, they usually stay for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, let's, let's talk about like the probability of, let's just say someone decides to leave in the first three months. What do you do then to not convince them, but try to keep them inside the facility? Yeah, we do a, a pretty good process of, uh, we have an exit strategy for members where, you know, we will talk with them individually, you know, not make it uncomfortable. Like, why are you quitting or anything like that? Just Interrogative. <laughs> yeah, I mean, essentially that's what we're at, like in a nice way, like beating around the bush, like, oh, okay, like, you know, um, you, you, what did you like about it? And they'll tell us, what didn't you like about it? And, you know, and if it's like, hey, we're, you know, not getting the results. It's like, perfect. Like, that's a great conversation we can have that we can help you with. Like, how many times a week are you exercising? And they're like, two or three. And they're like, you know, hey, to get results, you know, we want to up that a little bit. Um, we'll start talking about nutrition, diving into that stuff. We really, with these people, just try to let them know, like, we do health and fitness the right way. And when it's done correctly, it is a lifestyle. And when it's a lifestyle, it doesn't have, it's not a fad and it doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, it's not a crash diet. It's not some crash plan. It's, it's, we're going to learn how to do this and be healthy for the rest of our lives. And it is a process. And I tell them, if you give me three months, I promise you, we're going to get you some good results. And usually I'd say majority of the time we can get that person to reconsider for at least those first three months. That's good to hear. That's good to hear because, you know, I do speak to other, you know, gym owners who don't have an exit strategy. They just leave, they let the members just leave whenever they want. It's like, well, for business side of things and also for their long-term health and, you know, to serve them, it's, you know, your obligation and your responsibility to confront it. Be like, hey, what's going on? Like, let's have a conversation about what's going on, figure it out. Um, so we covered the marketing sales and retention side of things. So what do you do to, you know, ascend your clients? And when I say ascend, that means upgrade them to, you know, higher packages or, or, you know, more intensive training or products. How do you approach that? Yeah. So right now we have one membership type. So it's, um, to upsell them on the membership, the opportunity necessarily, <clears throat> or for, per se isn't there as far as membership goes. It's just everyone's on the same membership. It's unlimited. Um, the price is generally the same. If you commit to 12 months, you get a slight discount monthly. And then um, we also offer, if you buy a year up front, you also get a discount there, which is about 10% off of 
like the total rate. So those are our two ways to try to upsell memberships. But other than that, we sell, we're good at selling products. All of our coaches endorse um, supplements that we have here. We sell yeah. protein, we sell creatine, uh, we sell pre-workout, things like that. And we actually take them. So like, you know, we'll, we get a lot of clients taking those supplements because we take them. And I tell our coaches, as a coach, you're a leader of the community. You're almost like a parent and the members are going to want to do whatever it is you're doing, especially if you're, you know, getting good results or you're a fit coach or what are you doing? I want to do whatever that is. So uh, we, we do good on the supplement side of things. And then um, we also will push our apparel. We get new apparel every about three-ish months and we, we push that out to the clients. So that's why we set the value. And then we also offer an incentive for families. So if you bring in family members, we have a family membership Okay. for two people. It's um, if you're on the couples membership, it's about a $65 discount um, off the unlimited rate. If you were just paying individually and then for every additional family member on top of that, it's $120. So it's like, well, we're trying to incentivize them bringing more people in to um, help bring that, that value up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solid. So, you know, a lot of gym owners, get excited about the supplement side of things. Cause you know, we all love supplements. It's a part of our industry. How has your experience been so far with using those? Because, you know, I've heard again, the heaven and also the nightmares of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally get great results using my uh, supplements. I love the ones that I take. And also I don't do any artificial sweeteners or any fillers or anything processed. And I don't sell products in my gym that are like that. Mm-hmm. So as far as the supplements go, they're clean, they work well, they're research backed, all the supplements we sell um, are proven to have a good side effect or to have a good result. Um, And I do that because that's my background. I went to school for biochemistry. So just learning how to do um, research and things like that, just making sure that these supplements are actually doing what they say they're going to do, that they're comprised of the the ingredients that they say that they have. But Mm -hmm. I find supplements we do sell here, we get great results. And we sell about five different types of supplement. So um, you mentioned that you have about like just over 200 members. So is it they approach you and then buy it? Or do you have it on kind of like a, a monthly plan, so to say? How does that kind of like payment process strategy go for you guys? Because some gyms, they do it like you're going to do this monthly. Some gyms don't do that. So yeah, we, uh, we have a supplement of the week. So like, we'll just kind of talk like, Hey guys, uh, this week's supplement is creatine. Just want to let you know, it's one of the most researched exercise supplements out there. And it's proven to give good results. Anyone that exercising in my opinion should take creatine. Cause there are no proven negative side effects of it. Um, only mm-hmm. theoretically. And so we'll just have a supplement of the week briefly talk about it. Like in, we have, uh, announcements before every class. So we'll talk about it in our class announcements. Hey, this week's supplement is creatine. If you're not taking it, you should take it or whatever. Like, you know, next week, this week's supplement is uh, whey protein. Here's the benefits of taking it or why you should try to get in a, you know, good amount of of grams of protein per day, how it helps with recovery, muscle protein synthesis, things like that. So we will usually have a supplement of the week where we're trying to upsell the members on a new supplement. Like we will even do fit aid. Like we sell fit aid here, which is like a recovery beverage, you know? So we'll have that, Hey, this week's supplement is fit aid and it's got turmeric in it and uh, coenzyme uh, Q10 and like, it's good for you. All this fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it tastes good. Like I call it CrossFit soda. So grab some. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So we covered 
everything, the marketing, sales, retention, ascension. So let's look into the future briefly here, you know, to share with our listeners. What's the next thing for the business, Gabe? You know, what are you looking towards in the next, let's just say, 12 months? Yeah, 12 months. You know, the next thing on the agenda, or at least that's kind of been in our frame of view, has been opening a second location. And it's been in the talks for a while, but we're actually getting to a point where it's becoming very realistic. Mm -hmm. Um, I already have an investor that is like, hey, I'm ready to do this whenever you are. He's telling me that like he wants it closer to where he lives because we, he comes here and he's like, dude, you guys have the best product that I've ever had. He's tried multiple CrossFit gyms and he's like, as far as the facility, the cleanliness, the amenities you offer. And he's like, and the coaching and he's like, it's just amazing. And he's like, we need more of these around. And he's like, cause he's been to other gyms and he's like, they're just not as good. And like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I appreciate that he says that and that, you know, I'm not trying, our goal is to constantly get better. So I'm not. I'm definitely not happy, but it makes me happy to hear that. And it also gives me a little bit more confidence in potentially doing so. That's like, yes, I want to share this product with as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. I want to share the best of this product. And my nightmare is people having a bad experience at other CrossFit gyms and never doing CrossFit because their experience was bad, but only because it was a bad representation of what CrossFit is, not mm-hmm. because it's the good product. Yeah. So mainly looking towards the second location. I like to hear that. And I always get excited about talking about that, but unfortunately we are running short on time, Gabe. I would love to dive more into that, but we can't today, unfortunately. But um, before we hop off of the episode today, why don't you share your social medias and your website so our listeners can find you? Yeah. Our website is www.crossfit-mob.com. Yep. Love for you that our social media handles are just uh, crossfit crossfit mob so crossfit mob and then our tiktok is mind over body fitness there we go awesome thank you for sharing those gabe and i truly want to thank you for hopping on the podcast today Uh, our conversation was great great well thank you so much for having me i appreciate it it was great talking to you of course and everyone else who tuned in today we appreciate you as well and don't forget if you want to be notified about our future episodes hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym model, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Mike and Heather Yondo, owners of The Edge Indoor Cycling and Group Training. Welcome to the show, Mike and Heather. How are you today? Hi, Hannah. Doing great. Awesome. Super excited to have you guys on. Um, Before we dive into the business um, and how you guys run it, first, tell me about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. So I have been teaching group exercise classes of many formats for a really long time. I was teaching at the same facility for probably 10 years 
um, Mike and I had met and had started to kind of just discuss going out on our own, wanting to expand at the current gym where I was, I was having trouble because my classes were too popular and they didn't want to order more bikes. And um, I only had so many hours in the day to teach. So we bought some bikes in uh, late 2010 before we even had a studio space and found a little space in a office building and started to um, teach classes. Yeah, we pretty much uh, ordered the bikes, uh, like Heather said, before we even had a location. We find a, we finally found a 850 square foot facility and uh, the rent was good. And we had a great, um, we had a yoga class or a yoga uh, studio right next door. And it was great. We co-marketed co uh, with them and it uh, started out really, 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 really nice. That's awesome. Yeah, you took a leap of faith on the bikes and then everything seemed to fall into place with the with the location. So I love that. Tell us now, how has it evolved? How do you describe the edge now and the services that you offer? Well, we have currently we have a 4,000 square foot facility. We have over 40 spin bikes. We have 16 TRX suspension trainers, along with medicine balls, as well as benches and dumbbells, as well as barbells. Um, our class is, our studio is mostly class-based, so I would define us as just that, a studio, more than just a, a gym where you would come to work out. Um, so it's always led by an instructor, uh, which I think is another one of um, our, our um, best kind of attributes is our instructors in general. Our team is fantastic. Um, it started off with just Mike and I uh, when we first started in 2010, and now we have five, six instructors that are here helping us teach our classes. Uh, but we've been at a few facilities. We rented a few um, spaces for a while. And then um, in 2020, we uh, moved into this space and uh, purchased the building. Wow, that's amazing. So tell me, tell me about, um, you guys have a, kind of a unique situation where you both have jobs outside of the gym. Um, and I don't speak to a lot of gym owners who do that. So how do you guys make that work? What does like your team structure look like? You know, how often are you at the gym? Um, tell me about that. Well, um, I teach uh, two classes a week. Heather teaches, well, at least two. Uh, Heather teaches uh, three, four, whatever, whatever it demands. And then, like uh, we mentioned, we have uh, five or six other uh, instructors as well. Um, the way it works is basically this is this is our life. This is our our, our family. We have uh, uh, two boys who are very active and in, uh, into sports. And so, if we're not doing if we're not doing classes. The boys and uh, I are in here, and Heather, we're we're working on it anyway. So uh, we just make it work. It's just part of our our daily routine. So I teach. I'm also a dentist. So I teach most of my classes before I even go into the office. Um, and I think that's the same with absolutely all of our instructors. Everybody else has a different profession as well. Some of them are related to health and fitness, but everybody finds a way to make it happen in their schedule. And they are all passionate about health and fitness, which is why we are all here and why it works for everybody. I think, you know, Mike and I together are natural coaches. We want people to get better. So just like he said, we find a way to make everything work, whether it's with our members, as well as family, our kids, sports teams, and the community for sure. Yeah, definitely. I can tell you guys are, are hard workers to be triathletes and business owners and full-time jobs with kids. Um, I can tell that that must take a lot of discipline um, each day, especially to get up and, and coach before going into to work. So that's amazing. I think a lot of people can take something from that. If you guys can do it, <laughs> everyone else can too. Um, Absolutely. 
Yeah. So tell me about how you've grown your member base. What's been like the best marketing strategies, advertising strategies that has helped you guys grow the business? I feel, can I answer that? Okay. Sorry. (laughs) I feel like, you know, word of mouth is always the best. And I know, you know, social media is, is so popular right now, but I really think specifically for the edge and Mike says this a lot. I think the edge itself may not be for everybody. Um, we all are here working hard and, um, I really think, you know, most recently we had, um, a middle-aged female come in who is a very big and competitive runner. Uh, within two weeks, she brought her husband in who is equally as healthy and fit. They brought in another couple. So now, you know, in the mornings before all of them go to work, they're in here being competitive, working hard with each other and, and against each other in good, you know, a, a, a kind of productive way. Um, so I definitely think word of mouth, you know, Mike and I are still trying to really get much more involved in social media as well. Um, but I think coming to experience the gym and making offers, you know, for members to come in for a couple of classes, offering complimentary classes and or um, some trial basis seems to work the best because if it's for you, you're going to be here for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, have you guys tried any sort of paid advertising or has it all been organic this this thus far we've tried a couple of things uh like a uh, uh, new home mailers mm-hmm. which has not done a thing to be quite honest yeah. um we've done a couple other uh, small things but we we just find that um we'd love to find something that that works better than our own word the word of mouth but we haven't found anything to even touch that yeah have you tried the social media route yet or the digital ads we have not done anything like that. Besides our own individualized uh, social media, just trying to get out there, we have not done any type of um, other platform or advertising at all that I've known of. No. no. Yeah. Is there a reason for that, or you just haven't, you know, looked into it enough to to really get a grasp for it, or? probably have not really given it that much thought. And I guess it's kind of good and bad because I think, you know, we would love to grow our member base even more at the same point in time. I think we're also very fortunate that just kind of like the story I just shared about one woman coming in and within a month, we have, you know, three more dedicated members who are ready to go and present every time we're here. So um, I think it's probably a a good balance, but I, I do think it's a great thing for us to think about moving forward. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, never hurts to try that route too. But tell me about like your long-term goals. You guys have been in business together for like 12 years, you said. So what's next for the business? You know, where do you hope to see it in the next, you know, three to five years? You know, I think from day one, there wasn't much of a plan (laughs) for better or worse. And I think it seems to have worked uh, for us. So uh, the thing is just to continue to to be a class-based gym and continue to uh, maintain the passion for, for, for our members uh, to get better each and every class. Um, like Heather was saying, it's, it's, it's not something, you know, it, it's something that for everyone and not for everyone, you know, after a few classes, whether this is for you. And um, thankfully, and, and luckily, we have had outstanding retention. So uh, I think we just want to um, maintain and, and possibly grow a little bit. But as far as a uh, satellite locations i don't think that's in the plans 
No, I think quality, like Mike's suggesting, quality over quantity is really important to us. I feel like, you know, since I've been teaching for over 30 years, trying to stay current with technology, we have the MyZone monitoring system for heart rates. So, you know, I have our members actually working against each other on some levels today or this morning we did, you know, seeing where they were throughout today's spinning class, which I think is really important. You've got all these members with their watches looking at their calories, and now they're feeling the energy from the room and on the board to get better. So I think continuing to stay current in, you know, the technology world, we also have computerized um, frames on our bikes, the Le Monde uh, pilots. So again, they're getting tons of data. And again, I think that's one of the things that sets us apart from other gyms is, you know, we are making things so much more objective. So like moving forward again, I think maybe even more sports specific training, or maybe even some, uh, kid-based programs, but just like you said, I really don't think we'll be planning to expand, but maybe in terms of number of locations, but, you know, services over time for sure, but staying current, I think is important too. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned you have really good retention. What do you think um, is the biggest contributing factor to that? I think, I think the relationship between the instructors and our members. I mean, I have a gentleman in here who has been here or with me since I started teaching spin in 1996, which sounds crazy, but we were talking, we were doing the math the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that. I mean, I can tell you about so many different phases of his life and his children. And there are many other people who we have, you know, 15 years that they were coming to our classes. So I think it's really about relationship building and connecting with people, knowing who they are, why aren't they there, making them accountable. And I really think that has a lot to do with retention, at least for me, when I'm up there instructing and trying to help people get better is making them accountable for their own success. I'd also like to add that, you know, our, our membership group is, is more than members to us. You know, I think we're a big family. I think most gyms would hope to be, you know, in that position, but it's almost like when someone misses a class, they miss a lot and there's a big fear of missing out. So it's, it's more than just you know, uh, more than just the activity, it's also what was said at class and things like that. Everybody wants to be current on what's going on uh, at the edge. So uh, that keeps people bringing back, keeps people coming back as well. Yeah, that's awesome that you built a strong community there. People feel like they are connected to you too, and I'm sure the other members, um, and that definitely builds that big camaraderie there. Um, so what are your, your personal goals? You know, you both have full-time jobs. You've been triathletes in the past. Do you have any plans to, to compete like that again? Do another triathlon? What do you what do you two see in the future for you guys? Well, much I guess uh, I don't know if I speak for both of us, but much in the way of um, our plans and goals with the gym. You know, we just one day at a time, uh, pretty much. Uh, you know, has been successful for us, and I think that's the same thing with our uh, you know our personal goals. We don't have anything you know. I don't think specific. It's going to be just continue to maintain the passion with with everything that we uh, we do. Yeah, I'd love to say that, you know, we'll jump back into the competitive training world again. But I think with our kids where they are, they are definitely our priority over our individual athletic pursuits. Um, but I'll be honest, I'm definitely competing every day. I'm here on that my zone board with every single one of these members and they know it. Um, so if I may not be racing out there, but I'm definitely racing in here against every single one of them. They help me as much as I help them. 
yeah, I think that's awesome. Having something that you can visually look at to keep yourself accountable and especially for people that are competitive to see you beat yourself week after week or beat other members. Uh, I think that was a really smart addition that would motivate me too, for sure. Yeah. Um, but what would you give as a, as a piece of advice to somebody who wants to own their own gym? So a lot of our listeners are gym owners, but a lot of them are aspiring gym owners. So if you could, um, give them a piece of advice about owning a gym, what would that be? I think looking back, I wish I did it sooner. I think um, I would jump. I do. I, I really like our progression. And, you know, when we found out we were going to be on this podcast, Mike and I sat down and kind of looked at everything that we did on paper. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting for us to look back and say, oh my gosh, we started in this small space. Mm-hmm. You know, once you gain control of your own schedule and what you're doing and you're accountable for it, it really ma- makes you rise to the occasion to get better. You know, knowing that our square footage kept increasing over time, but we did, we started started small. Um, so I would definitely look for that opportunity um, and know that your client base is going to definitely follow you by the quality of programming that you provide to your members. Yeah, I'd agree. It's just, uh, you have to have that self-motivation. You have to have the confidence and you have to be willing to uh, give the best quality type workouts and uh, instruct, instruction that you can. Totally agree. Yeah. It sounds like you guys have a a healthy business, a lot of camaraderie, but what is like a challenge that you face? Is there anything that's, that's still hard to you to this day or something that you guys still see as a, as as a challenge? Well, I'd love to be here more. So I think time. Yeah. We we love to do more classes. And so if we had the time, I think another thing that's uh, a challenge is uh, to have our members, some of our members, share that same motivation and passion that, that we do. Um, the, the, this studio is not something that you come in and kind of go through the motions. And that's been since day one. I mean, we've happily um, given back membership fees to someone who wasn't quite the right fit. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's that's one of our uh, my challenges too. Is 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 um, getting people to maintain that, that passion and that motivation. Yeah. So Heather, you mentioned wanting to be there more. Is it a goal of yours to make the gym a full-time job or do you always see yourself, you know, having both at the same time? Before I went to dental school, I really debated whether or not I wanted, I had a personal training certification. I had clientele. Um, I was working, you know, prior to dental school in the field. I always just felt like for health and fitness, it was set, like Mike had said, I think it really clearly, it's definitely a passion. And I think for me as an individual, helping people in general is my passion. I like having the versatility of being in here and at the dental practice at the same time. Um, it's two different approaches. Um, at the office, I'm much more patient and understanding. And here I'm, I'm driving a whole different um, attitude for everybody to build confidence and motivation. But I really think I'd love to have an extra an hour or two in here a week to help coach people to be better. But I think for at least a while, it'll probably still be a, a little bit of a balancing act for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to hear both of your favorite parts of being a gym owner. Want to go first? Um, my favorite part of being a gym owner, I, I think 
you know, developing our own brand and our own style is important. I think for a long time as a group exercise instructor and personal trainer, I struggled because I was always underneath somebody's own umbrella. And I very much like being able to walk in and give, give people who I am as the coach and to be able to deliver that and not have to answer to anybody. And if they don't like it, not to sound so hard, but they don't have to come back. But again, we have all these motiva motivated and dedicated people and they expect that when they show up. So I like not being a, hey, you were a little too hard today or you said this over the microphone. I like being able to deliver the the class that I want to deliver. Yeah. What about you? I would say the, the most uh, rewarding thing I see is, is results. And uh, by that, I'm saying that uh, we'll do, um, we'll get a group of people here, here who some of them, you know, maybe in the beginning can't run 500 yards and then within, you know, a, a, a certain time, they, then they end up running 5Ks and then they do 10Ks. And then, you know, some people who we've uh, started uh, doing uh, adventure races, like, a, you know, the Spartan race, things like that. Um, we've uh, taken groups together. Uh, we've been like 35 members strong and uh or more and go to these races and all do it together and and so the camaraderie camaraderie and also the challenge of uh getting people to um to see results has really been really been rewarding definitely yeah. i think that's the best part of the whole industry is, is getting to see someone come in for the first time and then you know months or weeks down the line seeing these crazy results that they have or just their confidence is is greater um and i really think that that's the best part of this industry it's, it's hard to get that anywhere else so it's That's funny, awesome. you're just talking about, we did this one warrior dash once, and I think this isn't necessarily as result driven as both of you are suggesting, but I think it's really interesting that we had one member who tends to be um, kind of like a little beauty queen, but was working hard, had never really started to sweat and worked really hard training for these warrior dashes and to watch her go through that mud at the end, not wanting to get muddy. Like everybody was just like completely just shocked to see her do something that she's never done or never been able to do so i mean as much as that's something that's more subjective than a specific result she would never have run that warrior dash or done any obstacles or gotten dirty ever in her life i swear that was probably the only time um so it, it is good it gives everybody the opportunity to really see what they can do too yeah yeah totally getting people out of their comfort zone and showing them that you're yeah. way more capable than you think you are yeah that's amazing that's awesome um, well, guys, tell me where we can find you. So what's your website? What's your social media? Um, if people want to look you up, where can they go? Uh, the website is reachtheedge.com. You can find us on Facebook at The Edge Indoor Cycling. Our Twitter is at Reach the Edge. And so is our Instagram. It's at Reach the Edge. I'm sorry, at Reach the Edge. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast today. Um, really appreciate all that you've con contributed to the show. Uh, thanks, thanks, Hannah. Of course, of course. And to all of our listeners out there, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lloyd's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. 
Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show, our guest today is Mr. Roger Ferrier of UFC Gym Sherwood, coming to you from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Roger, what's going on today, my man? How are you? I'm pretty good, man. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I am excited to have you on here. I think UFC is a big enough brand at this point that people understand what it is. But UFC Gym and, and the happenings of this specific brand have been somewhat flying under the radar, at least nationally. So before we get into the business conversation, Roger, fill us in on, on UFC Gym and more specifically your location. How do you describe what you guys do here? Uh, what I tell a lot of people about what we do here is we pretty much took the whole aspect of how these MMA fighters train and we switched it and changed it to where everyone could do. It. You know, these guys, they, they, you know, they do the technique, um, they strengthen conditioning themselves, they work on endurance. So it's like everything they do can be so beneficial to everyone else. It's not just about going in here and trying to learn how to fight. It's about increasing ourselves, um, pushing ourselves to a whole nother level. Um, and it's based around the fact that we can adjust this and everyone can get involved in it and create that community atmosphere of what we do. Okay. And so with that context in place, obviously, I think people... It, it, People that loosely are aware of the UFC brand know it for the the combat, the mixed martial arts, the fighting. But your demographic is not just competitive fighters, correct? Like correct. we're applying this to, to the general population. Take me back a little bit. I'm interested in, in how you came involved with this because as I understand it, the gym existed before your ownership tenure here. So fill us in a little bit on how that came about. What sparked your interest in UFC, Jim, and how did we get here today? Uh, long story, but I'm going to keep it short. So how I got involved personally is uh, I do some acting. I'm an actor. So when I first kind of moved to Baton Rouge, I wanted to find an aspect of, of fitness and training that would help me with acting, too. So I was looking for, like, boxing. That's what I was looking for. I was like, oh, boxing would be good. That'd be a skill I could put on my resume as an actor. Plus, I wanted to get in shape so I could be on screen and do, you know, the, the police, the, the superhero, you know, those type of things. That was, that was my goal. Um, and then when I got into the gym, um, it, it so, sort of started changing. Um, it, it really opened my eyes up to the type of discipline you need. Um, the type of mindset you need going into something like that. 
uh, and I kind of prepped myself up enough to start working on it. And I was already in a mindset because like, I started at the gym like 2013. And about two years prior to that, I was like pushing 250 pounds, like 250 pounds of like never being in the gym, just a lot of fat, out of shape. Uh, and during that time, like I looked myself in the mirror and just all of a sudden just had an awakening of like, I, I can't keep living like this because I feel like if I do, I'm going to not live long enough. I'm going to have a heart attack or something because I am getting big. <laughs> that was the heaviest I have ever been um, at that point. And, uh, so I slowly started making some changes, started walking more. You know, for a while I rode my bike to work and things like that. Got myself down to like 225, you know, and kind of kept it there. And then when I joined the gym, I just had a mindset of like, I'm going to push real hard. I was in here for five days out of the week, maybe about an hour a day, and just kind of watched what I ate and things like that. And it kind of got, I lost the 25 by myself uh, and kind of maintained that. So I was kind of walking around like 200, 198, kind of around there for a while. And then I got with Thomas Webb, one of our coaches here, who at the time was a professional MMA fighter. He's retired now, but at that time he was still competing. And I asked him, hey, can you train me, you know, a little bit? Because he was in here every day. I was watching him train other people. And once I got with him, it helped me realize, like, I was not prepared for the level type of training that they actually do. <laughs> yeah. um, it was uh, during our first personal training session that I did with him. I, like, I was like, I think there's something wrong with I was like, I can't catch my breath. I can't breathe. Like, I'm, I'm breathing deep. I'm breathing heavy. And he's like, no. He's like, you should be fine. He's like, you're fine. You know, it's just that you have to work on that recovery. And so we worked on it. We worked on it. worked on it. He pushed me. Because, you know, those guys, once they get in the octagon, it's those five, five-minute rounds. And they got that short amount of time in between rounds to recover real quick. And then get back out there and go real hard again. And that's what he helped me work on. After a while, it's like he kept breaking down barriers for me to help me realize, like, it's all in your mind. So you were bought in as a, as a client of this far earlier than you were <laughs> yeah. involved in ownership of this. Yeah. Uh, and that's what, that's what, that's when I just fell in love with the, the mindset of these guys here, like these coaches here, like, and, and the, and the feeling of like, they're actually trying to help you know, um, like he pushed real hard to actually help me, help me understand things. And it's like people, people thought I was crazy training with him by the stuff that he would make me do. Because like, you know, even when we weren't training, he was watching. And if I slacked off, like he was right there. Uh, like I remember one time I came to class late. <laughs> he wasn't even there when I arrived late. I was about 15 minutes late to class. And by the end of class, the coach, told him he was like hey roger showed up a little late today and i was like man why did you say that because <laughs> i knew something was coming and he was like oh roger since you want to be late now you got to go jump on a treadmill run a mile after you do this class and i'm like god dang it and everybody was like are you really gonna go do that i'm like yeah because what he tells me to do works like i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna let... i was like it actually works so it's like yeah it's gonna suck right now but it does, it had helped me so much. Like my lowest weight, once I got with him, I got myself down to like 178. 
that was my lowest. Um, and then, you know, I built myself back up because I realized I was too thin because I was so focused on just losing weight that I realized like, that's not the important part of it. The important part of it is like actually just looking healthy. Um, and then I had got a role like an independent film that I wanted to bulk up for, just put on some mass. And I got with a different trainer who was more into like weightlifting and, and you know, building muscle. And I worked with him for like four months and got myself up to like, um, I think it was like 210, you know, building that muscle and that strength with him and kind of got me to a nice size. And then I kind of just stayed there a little while. Like right now, so I'm no like doubt, no point. doubt that the service works, right? The, yeah, the product, yeah. the product is sound. And so somewhere along yeah. the line, you became an employee, and then beyond that, became part owner of this facility. Yeah. And and that was roughly was six like, months, eight months ago. Yeah. Talk yeah, to me about that I, time. Tell me, tell uh, me first and foremost, what's been, what's been your favorite part about being an owner here? And, and what's been the toughest part? What's been the biggest challenge for you as an owner so far? Whew. <laughs> I'll talk about the challenge first. The biggest challenge is learning the business side. You know, like before I became owner, I was GM. And GM, I started learning a lot as general manager. But when I switched over to owner, it was like a whole nother level of stuff that I had to learn. Um, on the back end, the financials, understanding all that type of stuff, uh, permits, licensing, all that, all that type of stuff. I had to dig deep into and start researching and understanding that side of it. That was one of the challenges at first, especially with the fact that we didn't want, because we were just switching ownership and the gym was still open, we didn't want to close the doors during that switch. So it was like the gym never stopped. So I never had a chance to stop operation to learn the next step. It was like I had to keep operation going and learn the next step. <laughs> and you'd be a decade in and still learning here, Roger. I'm sure that, yeah. that there's plenty for you to learn. Yeah. Um, and so uh, what's been the best part for you? Flip that around. The best part of being an owner is actually having more control when it comes to listening to what these members want. Like being an owner and being on the ground level at the same time, it's a great aspect to be able to get the feedback one-on-one -on -one from the members and then be able to implement what they want or what they want to see change or what's going to help them improve. And to keep adding that aspect as an owner is, is great because that's one thing that drives me insane here um, at this gym is that I get to help people with their goals. I know how it felt coming in and now I get to inspire the next person to keep mm -hmm. at it or to reach their goals. Hey, you can do it as long as you just keep pushing. Um, being able to incorporate that as always is great. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you mentioned helping out the next person is the best part of this. Let's explore that from a, a marketing standpoint and how we find that person, Roger. What's worked for you? What hasn't worked for you guys in terms of getting people through the doors in the first place? Uh, one thing that I see work a lot because it, it does get a lot of reach and interaction is, is the social media. Everyone's on social media. 
the social media aspect, understanding and uh, and you know promoting certain things, running ads and things like that, but doing it in a way of paying attention to what they want to see, you know, um, paying attention to what gets the most likes, what gets the most clicks. Um, paying attention to that aspect has been, to me, more beneficial um, than uh, than any other advertisement I've tried so far. Yep. Even though those other ones have worked, you know, and it does bring in people to me, the social media, just because everybody's on it, gets the most interaction from, yep. from that standpoint. Is that, for, for UFC, for people listening, is that something that you guys handle like you are are running your own social media or is that handled by like an agency of some sort so we um i right now i'm running it personally but i do have corporate to pull on to get some research and information and say hey what about this what about that they're always there um for that advice but i'm the one that's like actually putting it in the system and putting it on the pages of like, let's do this, let's do that, let's post this, let's post that. Um, so I have a lot of control of that right now, um, which I like having that control to be able to show because I can see firsthand, like I said, what works and what doesn't, and then be able to control, you know, just uh, seeing, you know, what the consumer sees. Like right now, pushing a lot to have our coaches on the forefront to be seen, because I think they deserve that. And they and that's what they're going to be looking for is what kind of coaches we have. Um, and with the coaches that we have, this they have so much experience that people just don't know coming in. So if I could get that on the forefront and let them know that, then it, when they come in, they already know like, hey, I want to go to this coach, I want to go to that coach, I want to go to that class because that coach teaches me. That's what I'm looking for. So that's what I like being able to have a little bit of control because I can show off certain aspects of the gym at certain times. You know, what yeah. I feel like we need to push this more, we need to push that more, then yeah. Yeah. Now that you have, we're, we're kind of beyond, if we can say, beyond the pandemic and, and can operate with a little bit more normalcy, do you guys plan to, to lean even more into that, into the future? Do you think that's something that, that you'll use even more uh, in a bigger sense? Of the social media? Yeah. I think so, because I, to me, even before the pandemic, even before COVID, people were on social media. Uh, I used it a lot myself for, you know, especially like for when I was doing acting. Like that was the best way to find auditions and things like that, was hearing it from social media. So, yeah. Because even when you think about it, without social media, it's still word of mouth. And that's what social media is. Social media is word of mouth. People mm -hmm. see an ad, people see a post, and they want to share it, or, they, or they're in the gym and sharing a picture of them in the gym and posting that on social media. That's the word of mouth aspect too. The referrals to getting people to talk about us. Yeah. 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 And so many different marketing or, or lead strategies for you guys as things stand. Take me to the next step here, Roger. I'm interested once once we have a lead, somebody's interested in UFC gym. What's the sales process look like? Who are they speaking with? What happens for that person to eventually sign up? They're going to, uh, so they call in, speaking with someone at the front desk. I work the front desk myself, so it could be me um, that you get in touch with. So that's one great aspect of being an owner, is you, you might end up getting the owner on the phone. Um, but these guys, uh, you know, especially like 
one of my front desk guys, ATM, has been around the gym for almost three years now. He trains, he, you know, he trains like a fighter. Like D, you're still gonna get people that use the gym, that train, you know, the way you're gonna be wanting to train to answer the phone and help you with any question that you have. These are people that's actually using the products and services that we offer, you know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and then once we can get them in, we try to, you know, get them in, we offer a class, we offer a couple of day pass or something like that. Let them come try it out. Let them meet a coach, that's the next step. We always want them to try to meet a coach so they can see who they were actually working out with, see the facility. Because a lot of people, like you're saying, they know the UFC brand, but they're not too sure about UFC gym. So to get them in here and see that, hey, this is a lot more than just about fighting. Yeah. Do you find <laughs> that that's, that's sometimes a, a barrier in the sales process of, of people's expectations and what it actually is? It's a barrier to, to just being on the phone and get them out of the mindset of like, because uh, you always get those questions like, hey. I don't want to show it? up and get punched in the face, Roger. Yeah, yeah, that's that. And, I, hey, I'm not trying to be a fighter. And, like, and that's cool. That's majority of our members don't want to be fighters. Even the ones that do take the technique classes, like the striking class, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, even the people that take those classes aren't taking it because they want to be a fighter. Yes, there's a group of them that do, but majority of them either just love the discipline part of it because it's a lot of discipline that goes into that and then they just love the fitness aspect of it because trust me you want to get a workout still <laughs> especially with like jujitsu and wrestling still a good workout and then the self the self-defense aspect of it you know um learning wrestling jujitsu uh striking that way in a real life situation if you're on your feet with someone Somebody grabs you, somebody tries to take you down to the ground. Those three different aspects will help you cover on what to do. Yeah. Now, you guys, you have multiple different membership levels or multiple different products available to people. Within your sales process, is that a conversation that we have up front, or are we just trying to get somebody into a membership and then we can talk about things like personal training or group classes or whatever else beyond that? I try to I try to explain a lot of that up front because if I get you in on a membership and then you get in a class and you get intimidated on your first class, well, that could have been helped if I would have helped you get some personal training aspect on the forefront. Awesome. Um, so to talk about all our service and what we can offer sometimes does help people feel a little bit more relaxed. Like, oh, you know, I'm about to jump into this class. And, you know, I'm a little intimidated. I'm not sure what to do. Well, hey, the class will be kind of at your pace because the coach will take care of you. But at the same time, if you just get some personal training and meet that coach one-on-one at the beginning too, you know, that would help you transition, feel more comfortable. Because now you know a coach. Now you have built a connection with that coach. You go to that class with that coach, and then they already know who you are. Coming in. Yep. And, and you better than anybody have – conviction and belief in that process right and so yeah i would imagine that, that that's a big focus for you guys here we are at the early part of 2023 yeah. is is memberships the biggest focus and, and just increase the people that we have is 
things like personal training or, or working different coaching services, the biggest focus, what are you guys, what are you guys looking to accomplish here in, in the next year? Um, looking to get people a little bit more on board with the personal training aspect. Yes. Memberships are always the thing you want to work on. You always want to have that membership base because especially when you run a group classes, like that's the draw, you know, that's what people are wanting. And that's what people come for is to have that group class. So the membership base is going to cover that, you know, having that membership. But a lot of people don't realize like to reach your goal and to reach that goal faster and achieve it um, and get the best benefit out of it. Meeting with a coach helps so much. Having that one-on-one -on -one time with a coach because the coach can sit there and, uh, you know, asset whether you're, you know, doing a squat properly. We can do that in class, but at the same time, if it's one-on-one, -on -one, the coach can spend more time to tell you, like, hey, you might be leaning this way to turn out or whatever because of this. So let's work on this. Let's build up this side and this muscle a little bit. Let's build up that strength of that. And that's going to help you as you keep going along in classes. Um, yeah. But – you know, they, it, you know, just understanding that aspect of it uh, and how much that can help because people get deterred like, oh, I joined the gym and I haven't lost any weight and I just go and I work out. Well, like what type of workouts are you doing? You know, what's your workout plan? You know, uh, how many days are you in there? You meet with a coach, they can break it down to like, this is your goal. This is what you need to be doing, you know, and this is how I can help you and this is how the class is so having that coach break it down to you like that, because all these guys, I mean, they have experience. Like, you know, Thomas, Darius, they, they've been trainers for over a decade now. Like, these guys know it, you know. And then plus they're, you know, fighters or retired fighters. So they even know it even more because they personally put themselves through the type of training because they got to get to a certain weight or they have to gain a little bit of weight for a certain fight or something like that. These guys know it, you know. Um, there's so many trainers that we have, or pretty much all of them have quite a few years of experience in training, you know, so they, they're going to be able to break it down into an aspect that you might not understand coming in. Yeah. And so big picture this thing with me for a minute, Roger, tell me, I mean, you've been, you've been involved for, in the grand scheme of things, a very short window of time, but yeah. where do you see your club going into the future where do you see your ownership going into the future are we trying to expand into multiple locations do we think we can make the one that we have bigger better what's what's the the grand plan here uh i mean always expanding to multiple locations is, is a great thing to work towards because then you have reach uh, more people um and, and having that effect on a grander scheme that's but definitely like increasing and expanding like out of the space that we're at like i would hope enough people come to where we have we're busing at the seams and we have to get a bigger space because now we're affecting more of the community we're helping more people and we're inspiring more people to just think healthier it's not about you know we're trying to get everybody to lose weight no it's just think on a healthier aspect of your life you know the longevity you know, um, of, uh, of being around for loved ones, for your kids, you know, to be active with your kids. I mean, that's, that's a lot of different reasons why people come in here. It's not just to lose weight or be a fighter or whatever. It's just, I've actually had people come in and say, 
hey, I'm, I'm about to have a kid. I want to get in shape. So when that kid is running around, I don't get wind. Like that's some of the real reasons why people come um, into the gym. So being having that effect on a, on a grander scheme is always a goal um, to reach more people with that. Yep. It's a fun conversation to have because there's so many ways that we can go about doing this and, and all of it ends up benefiting somebody in one way or another. That's a good place for us to start to wrap our conversation up here, Roger, but in the short bit of time we have left, why don't you tell our listeners where they could learn more about your club? Do we have a specific website? Do we have social media? Where can people find out about your location? Yeah. So like the UFC gym.com website locations, find Sherwood, and you can find everything about this location. Plus on there, you'll be able to see all the locations that we have. I mean, the, the whole UFC gym is really expanding now. Um, multiple, multiple, multiple locations here in the U.S., but it's also expanding outside of the U.S. I mean, Egypt, Dubai, and all that type of stuff. Like, it's really expanding, so you'll be able to see all that. But also, yeah, for our social media, Instagram, core UFC gym, Sherwood, uh, and then Facebook, we're on Facebook, uh, you can find us. So yeah. that's the best way. The Instagram and Facebook is the best way to see personally, like some in-person pictures of what goes on in this location. And then our website will go into detail. Like I have the class schedule up there. You'll be able to see all the classes that we offer um, and all the amenities that we offer. That's tremendous. Roger, this has been awesome, man. I, I appreciate your willingness to share and, and contribute to the conversation and, and help the industry in our small part today. Uh, and, and so I appreciate your time. That's all the time we have, but I, I can't wish you, I, I wish you nothing but the best moving forwards. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like, and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.